This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Welcome to the show. As we mentioned on last week's program, what you're listening to is going to be a pre-recorded show, but it is not a rerun. We have a very interesting couple of guests today. Michael Bana, documentary filmmaker from New Zealand, will be joining us to talk about the work he's done for the past 12 years making documentaries that are shown internationally. You've seen some of his work. You most recently saw his piece, Tuna Cowboys, on the National Geographic Channel. If you missed it, it'll be airing again in September. We'll tell you more about that and the interesting uh, work that Mike does in our second segment. In our third segment today, we'll be talking to Mike Thornton. Mr. Thornton is the news director of KVMR, which operates out of Nevada City. Uh, many of our listeners listen to KVMR. Uh, I do myself on, on many occasions. We cover much of the same ground. Both stations are noted for their progressive viewpoint on things. It's high time that we uh, put our heads together, I think, with KVMR, and we're going to do that today. Before we get to those two interesting gentlemen and what they've got to say, however, we'll do a bit of current events. We like to do that every week, and, uh, well, we just should. Let's, let's delve, delve into uh, some of what's been in the news of late. A few weeks ago, the United States Supreme Court struck down a Texas anti-sodomy law. The court ruled that under the Constitution, homosexuals are, quote, entitled to respect for their private lives, unquote, and that the government quote, cannot demean their existence, unquote, by criminalizing their sexual conduct. To the surprise of no one, this majority opinion was countered by a blistering minority dissent by Antonine Scalia. Mr. McMillan, will you please cue up the theme song for Supreme Court Justice Antonine Scalia? Yes, Justice Scalia has said that the majority has signed on to the so-called homosexual agenda and taken sides in the culture war. Well, we've heard, about, we've heard this phrase for some time, the homosexual agenda, and we've been wondering what that was. Well, we've done some work on the internet and we have actually come up with a copy of the homosexual agenda. 7 a.m., gym. 7.45, massage. 8 o'clock, breakfast, which is skim milk, oatmeal and egg whites with a dash of paprika, sliced kiwi and honeydew melon. 9 a.m., manicure. 10 a.m., clothes shopping. 12 p.m., brunch, which consists of a lightly glazed salmon, asparagus, spinach salad with vinaigrette dressing. 1.30 p.m. Assume complete control of U.S. federal, state, and local government agencies. 2 p.m. Undermine all healthy heterosexual marriages. 2.20 p.m. Replace all school counselors with gay activists and agents of Colombian drug cartels. 2.40 p.m. Bulldoze all houses of worship. 3 p.m. Secure control of the Internet. 
3.30 p.m. Steam bath to prevent facial wrinkles from the accumulated stresses of world conquest. 4 p.m. Cocktails. 5 p.m. Chat with friends regarding subverting all mass media. 6 p.m. Light dinner, which is a bisque followed by chicken croquettes with some potatoes au gratin, followed by a lovely cheesecake and, of course, some chardonnay. 8 p.m. Attend show at theater. 10.30 p.m. Jot down thoughts on extending influence in the Boy Scouts of America and the United States military. 11 p.m. Warm bubble bath. 11.15. Bed. That, ladies and gentlemen, per our impeccable internet sources, is the notorious homosexual agenda. Well, happily, Antonin Scalia's view of the homosexual agenda is uh, apparently somewhat curtailed on the Supreme Court. Much to Justice Scalia's disappointment, he seems to be abandoned on the court, as uh, Sandra Day O'Connor and Anthony Kennedy uh, frequently um, find themselves at odds with the court's most conservative justice. I gotta tell you, I'm feeling pretty good about this. Scalia's been married for 43 years. He has nine children, including a son who's a Catholic priest. He attends Mass at a suburban Virginia parish known for its strict adherence to church teachings on issues such as abortion. And, uh, you know, it's kind of good, I think, that Scalia's emerged as the most quoted but also most isolated member of the court, often joined in dissents only by his second vote, that of Clarence Uncle Thomas, who apparently was put on the court so that Justice Scalia would be able to vote twice. As uh, the election heats up in 2004, we're going to, uh, I think, return to uh, some of the musings of our favorite justice on the court, who said, of course, in the wake of the 2000 election debacle, that he was going to favorably rule in the case of Bush versus Gore, because if Gore's complaints were allowed to go forward, it would challenge the legitimacy of the Bush presidency. You know, and, I, and I'm really not exaggerating. That's what he said. But uh, enough of that. Joining us now from Hollywood is our man in Hollywood, Agent David Rosenblum. Agent to the agents to the stars. Don't forget. Uh, who are you helping now, David? Well, you know, I got a call from Gary Coleman's agent. Naturally, I was absolutely enthusiastic. Don't, don't tell us you're helping his gubernatorial campaign. Why would you say that? David, you're not. Of course I am. Would I be on the show otherwise? You know, look, Gary is a little guy, but he's got a big future. Big. I, I heard that it was a newspaper in Alameda that paid his filing fee as a joke. Look, I, look, I, I don't know where you heard such trite, but look, Coleman is as serious as any other campaign for the office of governor. That's, that's not reassuring, but I suppose that could be true. Look, look, can I just say something here? I am sick and tired. I, I am flabbergasted and disgusted at all these... These idiot also rans that are running for governor just for for the publicity, you know. Uh -huh. I mean, look, Gary has a vision for this state, a vision that looks far into the future. Was he standing on a stepladder? Oh, very good one there. Look, I expect better from you than cheap shots about Gary's stature. When the campaign rolls, you'll see what a scrapper he is. And uh -huh. by the way, I don't think he's that much shorter than Gallagher. So. He'll be right in there with Cruz Bustamante, Ariana Huffington, Tom McClintock, Peter Camejo, Peter Uberoth, and Arnold. Look, it's not the dog in the fight, it's the fight in the dog. 
And there, and look, there's two Arnolds in this campaign, as far as I'm concerned. You know, Gary's TV character was named Arnold. According to Will Durst, there's three Arnolds. Well, who's the third? Benedict Arnold Bustamante. Not bad, not bad. But you just wait till the Duke of Different Strokes revs up. Well, where does he stand on the issues? What issues? Any. Well, look, Gary is a uniter, not a divider. I can tell you that much. That, that isn't very specific, David. Look, my friend, he is 100% grade-A American. And an African-American is African-American, too. Uh-huh. Is he a Democrat? I'll check, but, but we shouldn't get bogged down on labels here. Um, will Coleman debate other candidates? Yeah, well, sure, if the other candidates don't duck him, you know. I think they're kind of afraid of him. And by the way, I'm still steamed at Jay Leno. Well, why is that? Well, I had Gary all set to announce his candidacy with a big splash on The Tonight Show, and they bump him to have Schwarzenegger instead. Well, Arnold I mean, is... they called our people, and they said, we're going to have Arnold on. Oh, uh-huh. I assumed he meant our Arnold, you know? Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger is considered a relatively more serious candidate. <laughs> yeah, relatively. Hey, look, I love the guy. Even if I did used to work with uh, Lou Ferrigno's trainer's agent. But Jay should have let Gary tell the world what he planned to do. Not cancel on him and stick in Arnold instead. Uh-huh. You know, Craig Kilborn, yeah, he might do that. But not Leno. Not my Jay. Well, can't you just reschedule him? Uh, the Tonight Show now says it can't let anyone else on or they'll have to let all 200 candidates on. You know, some equal time BS. Well, they let Schwarzenegger on. Yeah, but they're saying now he wasn't a candidate when they let him on. You see, they well, yeah, get around well, it. Yeah, but he was a candidate by the time the show was over. That's what I say. But they won't budge. Uh. Well, aren't they going to fill the audience with gubernatorial candidates one night in September? That's what they say, but I don't think the theater's big enough, frankly. I reckon it seats 130 tops. Uh-huh. So now what? Well, you know, I improvise, Doug. I book Gary with Jimmy Kimmel. As long as they don't talk politics, everything is fine. Uh-huh. So you're going to book a candidate who will then avoid talking about the issues on TV? Hey, you find that unusual? Well, somewhat. Well, Arnold isn't talking issues, and he's a front-runner, for God's sake. Well, David, we're sorry to admit that you're right about that. Uh, and Damn right I'm right. We, we do have to go. I'll see you in Sacramento when the Coleman administration gets rolling in October. By the way, you know, your man referred to Sacramento as the armpit of California. I'm sure he didn't mean it as a slight. Well, does Coleman know that the governor does live here most of the time? Well, we found out that there are daily flights to L.A., you know, he can get out any time he wants yeah, come back. You know, David, easy. I don't think you're endearing him to local voters. Uh, we, don't, we don't like L.A. up here that much. I think the Coleman administration will blend itself into Sacramento seamlessly. It'll be just fine. Uh-huh. Look, if you can't vote for Gary, give Gallagher another look. The guy who slices watermelons in his act for its alleged comedic value? No, no, no. He doesn't slice them. He smashes them with a, with a sledgehammer. And by the way, Gallagher is a guy who would totally cut through red tape. Or, or fruit, I guess, as the need arises. Look, Doug, you know, once you get on that merry-go-round of smashing fruit, you just can't get off. You know, it's a slippery slope, my friend. Well, David, we really have to go. Well, and what about Don Novello? He's a good guy, too. Father Guido Sarducci? That whole thing is an act, okay? And even if it wasn't, I'm sure he'd never molest young parishioners. He's never even been accused of it. That is important to remember. That, that is important, David, but Very we got to go. You know, all right. All right, we'll see you. I'll see you later. That was David Rosenblum, our agent in Hollywood. You're listening to KDVS 90.3 FM. I'm Douglas Everett. This is Radio Parallax. Stay tuned for our second segment where we're going to be talking to film documentarian Michael Bana. All the 
survive.